that. How is everyone today? Man, good to be back in Florida. I wasn't gone very long, and here I am back. Amen? Boy, didn't we have a good marriage meeting? God was helping us, man. The Moors talked about love and love, and man, do I like to hear about love, and I like to talk about love. Amen? Because it is the love of God that saves us. It is the love of God that keeps us. It's the love of God that never fails us. Amen? Isn't it good to know that you have a never-failing power behind you and in you? Amen? Do you, know, do you know that when we take off to do something for God, His love is in us to do it through us. And so we, are so, we, we cannot fail unless we discontinue in His love. Amen? And so He has got good plans for us. Amen? You guys, you guys ready to do something good all the time? You know, I've been saying when we say our confession, uh, greater things than this will I see. Uh, when I say he's doing for me and he's doing through me. He's doing great things for me, but he's also doing great things through us. Amen? Amen. Well, open your Bibles to Matthew 18. Let's, uh, let's pray over the Word before we get started. We don't want to hear from Dave. We want to hear from God. Amen? Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you that it is Father's Day, and we exalt you as our Father today, Lord. And we pray over this word for utterance, revelation, and anointing, that it would be the very words of God. It would not be the words of man, not an idea or an opinion, but the truth that makes us free, Lord. And we pray that we would be diligent hearers of your word, that we would receive it into our hearts, and we would make the changes and be doers of your word, and we thank you in, in advance for every good thing that you'll change in us and through us by your word, and we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, actually last week, two weeks ago when I was here for marriage meeting, me and my wife were flipping channels on the TV one, one afternoon. We were just sitting around relaxing, and we came across a channel, well, one of the Christian channels, and they were showing some kind of a a Christian infomercial, but we saw somebody we hadn't seen in a long time and uh, somebody that had blessed our lives. Uh, and, and, and I got to thinking about them. And, uh, and these, this is somebody who had walked away somewhat from the church. I won't say they completely walked away from the church, but they walked away from the church. Um, and, uh, and it caught my heart, you know. Um, it's not okay for men and women of God to go away. It's not okay for men and women of God to uh, be thrown to the side, to be cast off. Um, you know, uh, and when, as I was looking at this person, I, I, I went on the Internet and looked them up to see how they were doing. Uh, and needless to say, they, weren't, they had not changed from what, what they had decided, which is neither here nor there because why I was looking is because I'm expecting them to change. Amen. Amen. I'm praying for them. I'm believing God for them. But in doing so, I can't, and, and I don't know if you guys browse the Internet very often, but they'll give you a whole bunch of YouTubes that you can watch uh, along the same subject line. Well, I started seeing Christian after Christian who had fallen, who had fallen. And I saw the world making fun of us not because these Christians had fallen, but because we hadn't done anything for them. Amen. And that concerned me. 
you know, I, I don't want to be somebody who forgets my brother, who forgets my sister, who, because the father's heart won't do that. We're going to talk about the father's heart today, a father's heart, a mother's heart, a parent's heart. Amen? It's not okay. He's unwilling to lose one person. And we should not be willing to lose one person. Amen? It, it's, it, we, sh- we should be totally unwilling. And, and we, should, we should not be the brunt of the world's jokes. And I'm not saying the world's going to be kind to you. They, they don't understand us. But on the, on the flip side, when we treat ours the same way they treat theirs, you know, it's like these people that you see on the news that got caught doing something wrong and the world's sitting there talking bad about them. Well, they're doing the same stuff, you know. Well, guess what? So are Christians, right? We're just, we're just saved by grace, amen? Do, do I have any perfect people other than by the grace of God in here? You're perfect by the grace of God, amen? And you're redeemed and you're righteous, but, but you know what? Every now and then, Dave still messes up. Right on. And, and I need to remember that I have that grace and I have that blood covering me. And I need to come to the Father and I need to say, you know, I messed up. Right on. And I thank God that I can come to that Father boldly knowing that I'm going to receive back love. Amen? Amen? Because the Father won't quit on me. Amen? The Father won't give up on me. My Father is a good, kind Father. Amen? Look at Matthew 18, verse 11. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. You know, the, Luke, Luke says the same verse, but he says, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. God sent Jesus to find you and me. He sent Jesus, he, he, he loved you and me so much that He sent Jesus to find us. You didn't find God. He found you. Yes. He sent Jesus to find you. Yes. That's how much God thinks of you. He's your Father. He wanted you back. And He sent Jesus to seek and save that which was lost. Not just to find you, but to save you. Right? He didn't just want. He didn't just go and say, I, "I found him. He's in a ditch over here. Father, I found him. He's in a ditch. He's okay." No, he went and found you, pulled you out of the ditch, lifted you up, and set you on high with Christ Jesus. Jesus came to seek and save you and me. And guess what? If you fall. He's still seeking and saving. He's not changing his business. He is doing what it takes to keep you in, not get you out. Amen? Verse 12 says, How do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep... <laughs> huh? How do you think? If he has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone, does he leave the ninety-nine... And go into the mountains and seek that which has gone astray. You know, that's like saying, okay, I got mothers and fathers here. If you had 99 kids, you had 100 kids, and one of them was lost, would you go look for that one? Doggone right you would. Why? That's your kids. 
It doesn't matter if you had 203. There's not going to be a day where you go, you know, I got another 202. (laughs) You know, one's not really a big deal. No, our heart is like the Father's. Father's heart is our heart. We should be unwilling to lose one. Amen? When we hear of a brother or sister that has fallen, we should not kick them to the curb and say, I can't believe they've chosen that lifestyle. I can't believe they walked... Why can't you believe it? The devil's tempted you with the same kind of things. It's what he does. He's trying to get you out, to, 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 to push you back, to keep you out of doing what God wants you to do. Amen? And God is unwilling that He would lose one of them, not just so that they can be a minister of the gospel, but because they're His kids. You're His sons. You are His daughters. He loves you. He sent Jesus to find you. Not just so that you could minister or vacuum the carpet or work in the children's department. Because He loves you. Then you do those things because you love Him. Amen? You know, uh, (laughs) two days from now, actually, 1993, June 18th. Uh, Wow, thought I could do this this time. That was a day that changed my life forever. It was the day that we got my daughter. And... uh, you know, a lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody needs to have kids to understand the fathership of God, but in my life, when I got that girl, I saw the father. I remember the first day we got her, I remember we brought her home, and she's adopted. And we had prayed long and hard about having children, and then at some point in our life, uh, we felt led to adopt. And uh, um, we brought her home. You know, my mom had prayed for us. She said, uh, Lord, give them children. They're selfish. (laughs) And, And we were. We were very selfish. Every thought was about us. And that's not true of all people. And so I don't want people thinking I'm talking about them. This is what Dave needed. God knows each and every heart in here. And he knows what that person needs to see him because he wants you to understand how much he loves you he wants you to understand his love for you and through this little girl i began to see the father's love amen and i thank god for it because i i do i remember the night we brought her home she starts bawling and squalling i mean she's only three days old and, and I looked at Kim and she looked at me and we both said, God, what were you thinking? We cannot, we're not parents. <laughs> we're thinking, can we return her? Well, what can we do? You know, because you messed up, Lord. You, you gave us a kid. But that didn't last long. That was, that was just fear. And, and it wasn't three or four days later. I had the night shift and Kim had the morning shift because she worked early and I worked late. And, and uh, I had gotten up with Ramsey and uh, I was feeding her. And I didn't get the bottle ready quick enough. And I don't know if you guys had any kids like this, but, man, if you didn't have her food ready when she was ready to eat, there was some squalling getting ready to happen. 
And man, she was crying to beat the band. And I held her in my arms and I looked at her and I said, do you know there is nothing in this world that I would not do for you? And immediately within my spirit, I heard the father say, do you realize there's nothing in this world that I have not already done for you? And man, it was like he grabbed me with his arms and began to hug me. And I saw the father's heart. Because he loves us so much that he sent Jesus to get us. He loves us so much that he healed our bodies. He loves us so much that if one of us were to walk away, to fall back, to, 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 to mess up, he would come and find us. He would leave all the rest and come and find us. And then it says after he finds us, there's a party. Amen? There's a party. God loves us that much. Now, I'm not saying you need a kid to understand that, but what you do want to understand is the love of God. Because not only will you not generally walk away from that love, but you'll never be afraid to come home to that love. Amen? That's a father. That's a mother. That's a parent. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Matthew 10. No, to go to 1 Corinthians 13. Then we'll go to Matthew 10. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 7. This is talking about love, right? We've just been in these verses recently. And, and it says, Love bears all things, believes all things, Hopes all things, endures all things. What's that really? It says God bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. God does this. Amen? Love does this. God does this. The Father bears all things for you. Amen? He bears with you. He bears with you. When you're not doing things right, when you're not when you're not doing things the way you are, he sticks with you. When 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 you're out here doing things on your own, he says they're coming around. He said that's my kid. There's never a day where he looks over and he says, "I've taught them better than that." What in the world are they thinking? And somebody says, "Is that yours?" He goes, "No." <laughs> no. You know, no matter what you've got going, he looks over and he says, that's mine. He said, that's my kid. Don't talk bad about them. They're coming around. Amen. They'll be back here any minute and they'll be doing the things that I've put in them to do. Why? Because he bears all things. And love covers. Yes. Love doesn't sit there and tell people your problems. It tells people who you are, not what you're doing. Love says that's my son. It doesn't say he's a scoundrel. It doesn't say he's messing up. It doesn't say he's worthless. It says that's my son. Fathers don't talk bad about their children. Amen. Amen? Mothers don't talk bad about their children. Amen? They bear all things. Right? Mothers and fathers... The Father God will sit and listen to you for hours and hours and hours, even when you're wrong and you're begging and, you're, and you're, your, whole, your whole idea is messed up. 
He will sit there and listen to you. He did it for Job for 30 some odd chapters. He did. Job's, Job whined and complained and his friends whined and complained. Only, uh, what, Elihu? He's the only one that had any sense about him. The other ones, and, and they were whining and complaining for 39, maybe not 30, 30 some odd chapters. And finally God stopped him and said, Whoa, wait a second. And he got pretty straight with him, but he was not unkind. If you'll read it, God was not unkind. Love is kind. Love is patient. He was very kind. He was very patient with Job. He was, he was the father. And he taught him. And he restored him. He didn't beat him down. He didn't say, oh, oh, who do you think you are? You're nobody. I'm God. That's not what he said. He he reminded him who he was and asked him where he was when this happened. Did he remember who he was? Amen? Fathers don't downgrade their children. They, They lift them up. And and at the end of the book, we know what happened to Job. He was restored. Why? Because that's what love does. It'll listen to you, then it'll give you the right answer. Right? Love will listen to you. Fathers, mothers, listen to your kids. I remember Ramsey, she would come home with some of the stupidest ideas, and I would sit and listen to her. And I didn't say, oh, Ramsey, what in the world is wrong with you? And you know, if I did say that, I had to go back and apologize. God would have me go apologize to her. (laughs) Boy, parents don't like that, do you? Hey, it's okay to apologize to your kids. You know what? If you messed up, it's okay to go to your children and say, hey, I messed up. Now, God never has to do that. Amen? Why? He always says the right thing first. Right? (laughs) But, but, man, she would start talking, and I'd say, and I'd just go sit down. Because, man, she can talk anyway. Man, that girl can talk 200 miles an hour. Her and Miss Phyllis, we are con- for sure are related somewhere along the line. Man, she'd start talking, and I'd just listen to her, and I'd just pray. And the next thing you know, she'd start talking, and you could hear her turning. And she'd talk herself and teach herself what I was getting ready to teach her. But all I had to do was listen and be there because that's what fathers do. Amen? I remember we used to, um, I used to bring home stray kids. <laughs> My wife said, well, who'd you bring home with you today? And uh, there was one girl I brought home, and uh, she, uh, she didn't have parents that would listen to her. And so she refused to talk. And she was uh, 14, I think, the first time she came to our house. And... Uh, she had never met anybody that would sit in your room for five hours and wait for you to talk until she met me. And when she would get in one of her moods where she'd go sit on her bed and I'd say, what's going on today? And she'd go, I'd say, you want to talk about it? Why? No one had ever talked to her. She, she didn't have the security within her to talk to her and she didn't believe in my love for her. Why? Because they got to know that you care before, Right? And so I showed her that I cared. I sat down in that room with her for five hours one day and said, you know, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to talk to you. just going to love you. I'm just going to be here. And when you, if you decide you want to talk to me about it, that'll be great. And, you know, and she calls me still today. She's 26 years old. 
She calls me. She'll call me today. It's Father's Day. She'll call me. Amen? She called Kim on Mother's Day. Amen? Why? Because somebody just decided to believe in her. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. God believes in you at all times. God doesn't just care about what you're doing. He cares about you. It says in Matthew 10 that he knows the number of hairs on your head. He doesn't just know that because he's God. He wants to know that. That is love. He he cares about you so much that he knows every nook and cranny of your being. He knows what makes you happy. He knows what makes you sad. He knows where you're going. He knows where you've been. He knows your heart. He knows what you have in you. And He believes in you. Amen? People need someone to believe in them. Brothers and sisters that have run off and are doing things that aren't godly anymore. They don't need somebody to judge them. They need somebody to believe in them. They need somebody to run after them. They need somebody to find them in the hole that they've fallen into and be willing to get dirty and get down in there and get them out. It's not okay to judge these people. It is okay to love them. They're men and women of God. They, just because they're off doing things they ought not does not change their DNA. That's your brother, that's your sister. If you had a natural brother that went off and made mistakes and started living the world, and, and, and would you deny his brotherhood? No. Would you say, when they said, is that your brother? Would you say, no. Nope. That's not, because it wouldn't matter if you denied it anyway. They would take a blood test and they'd say, yes, he is. Because it didn't change who he was. And love would bring them back. Love would go get them. Love would not just sit in a pew and talk about how they ought not do it. I did a lot of things and probably have done a lot of things that I ought not have done. And I thank the Lord that He did not deny me. He did not quit on me. He believed in me. Think about Peter. Jesus said, man, Peter, the devil desires to sift you like wheat. But I've prayed. What? I've prayed. What's he saying? I know what's in you. I've prayed that your faith won't fail. Why? You got to know that faith's in them before you can pray that their faith won't fail. Jesus was the heart of the Father. When Jesus prayed, that was the Father praying. Amen? He said, Peter, I've prayed for you that your faith would fail not. And then he went a step further. Why? Because he believed in him. He's not just talking faith. He believed in Peter. And he said, and when you've returned, what? How do you know I'm returning? And when you've returned, strengthen your brethren. What's he saying? He's saying, not only have I prayed for you, you're coming back. Amen? You're coming back. You're not losing this battle. Why? Love believes all things. It doesn't quit on people. It believes in what they've got going on. It believes in what's put in them. 
fathers, believe mothers, believe in what you put in your children. There's going to come a day where you can't do anything but believe in it. Amen? You may be able to hold their hand now when they cross the street, even when they say, no, I don't need you to. I can... You know, your kids do that? Try to grab their hand and walk. Ramsey, man, she, she never needed us. She, <laughs> you know, she's one of those kids, when you handed her into the nursery, she said, bye. She wanted to know how fast you could be gone because fun was getting ready to happen there and not where you were. A lot of people say, wow, she wasn't very loving. No, she was very loving. She was very secure that we were going to be back, that we loved her, and that we'd never be gone. It didn't bother me one bit that she, that she would go spend the night with anybody, anytime. And when she went away to college, she didn't cry. Right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Glory to God. I thank God for His mercy because He had to have mercy on me as a father because she's the only one I got practiced on. I wrote her a letter one time because she was having a rough day and, uh, and I didn't handle it right. And I said, uh, God's going to help you through this. I love you and I'm praying for you. I believe in everything you are. Believe in me. It's the first time I've been a dad too, just like it's the first time you've been a teenager. Yeah. Glory to God. Yes. And uh, I believed in her. And she was having a rough year. You know, she's having that year where she was trying to decide. You know, there comes a time where your children have to decide who their God is. They've been serving your God all these years. There will come a day where they have to decide to serve their God. And you can't force it on them. You can't tell them what to do. It's not time for you to quote scriptures. It's time for you to love them and believe in everything you've put in them. Just like God believes in everything he's put in you. Every word that he ever put. I remember when I was a teenager, man, I walked away. I, I, I served God until I was about seventh grade, and I walked away. And I had a mom that you don't walk away from God. <laughs> She'd love you right back. But I walked away, and I lived the world. I lived the world until I was 25 years old. Didn't go to church. Didn't think about going to church. Didn't care about church. And my mom believed in me. She watched me and believed in me. And she never said, you never heard her say something. I would come home drunk and she would talk the word to me. She'd get me talking because she knew I would because I was drunk. (laughs) Right? Yeah, so she talked to me for hours. She would stay up at night talking to me and believing in me. And she never quit on me, no matter what she saw me doing. She said, he's full, of the, he's full of the Holy Ghost, and he will serve God with all his heart. Never quit on me, ever. I thank God she didn't quit on me. And you know, God didn't quit on me either. When I came back, when I came back, everything that he had put in me was there and multiplied everything he put in me came up in me amen you can protect your kids for so long but there's going to come a day where they've got to decide to serve God 
You know, I know I've talked about this before, but I remember the day where I grabbed Ramsey's hand and I walked her across the street. And then I remember the day where I stood at the glass door and I watched her cross the street. And then I remember the day where she wasn't where I could see her. And I believed God that she'd get across the street. Amen? We've got to put what we know in them just like God puts what he knows in us. And then he believes in what he put in. Amen? Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. Amen? Love forgives, love protects. We're talking about your father. This is him. He forgives. Fathers, mothers, it's not okay to hold ought against your children. It's not okay to be mad for hours and days. <laughs> it's not. No. You know, Ramsey could make me as mad as any person in this whole world. And five minutes later, I'd be hugging her. Why? That's my daughter. I'm not going to hold unforgiveness towards her. And God never holds unforgiveness towards you. He's always sitting there like this. And we should never hold unforgiveness against our brothers, our sisters who've fallen away. We should not be like this with the hammer. We should be like this with the arms. Amen? There's too many people with the God-hates signs and not enough people with the God-loves arms. God loves. He doesn't hate. He hates things that don't love. And, and He doesn't... How many people, when you were in sin, needed somebody to tell you what you were doing wrong? Huh? Anybody in here, need, when you were out doing things wrong, did you need somebody to come tell you, Hey, that's not right. You knew that wasn't right. You needed somebody to say, Hey... You're going to make it. Good news. You're going to be there. You're going to get home. You're going to make it through. I'll help you anytime, anyplace, anywhere. I'm here. Amen? Love forgives. God is so forgiving. He made Jonah mad he was so forgiving. Right? He loved Jonah so much. Man, he loved Jonah. He said, Jonah, go do this for me. And Jonah tried to run away from God. Guess what? You can't run away from the Father. You can't run away from Him. Why? Because love will find you. Love will find you. And then while He's there, He'll keep you. Jonah was running from God and the love of God kept him. It didn't let him die on the boat. It didn't let him die in the, in the sea. It, it got him where he was supposed to go. And he was still mad at God because he was so full of love. He said, he said, God, I knew you were gracious and kind and forgiving, slow to anger, abounding in love. He said, I knew you were that way. And the minute I came here, you'd save these people. His problem was he didn't want them saved. Why? Because he knew what his father was like. Glory to God that he knew the father, not liking it was messed up. But sometimes, isn't that how we are? People mess up and we throw them to the side and God says, go get them. That's not okay. We want to go get them. I want to be the one that when they're to the side, God doesn't have to say, go get them. I'm already on my way. 
Amen? God's got a good plan, and He's got us as His children, and He's unwilling to lose one part of His plan, one part of His, child, of his, of his family. Amen? Look at... Uh, shoot, let's just skip through a whole bunch of notes. Look at Luke. Man, I don't even know why I carry him. Luke 15. Love demonstrates, or God demonstrates His love. He doesn't prove His love. Parents, you don't have to prove your love if you demonstrate your love. Demonstrate and prove aren't the same thing. Demonstrate is showing something for people to see. Not so they, not, not so they know, because it's already true. Right? You don't have to prove your love to your children. Demonstrate it on a daily basis. You know, listening is a demonstration of love. Buying them something to make them happy is not a demonstration of love. <laughs> if they were mad first. Now, buying them something to make them happy just because it makes you happy to make them happy, that's a huge demonstration of love. My daughter's got way too many clothes. She's got way too much stuff. And she's going to get more. I can guarantee it. She ain't going to lack for anything as long as I can buy it. <laughs> What, you're going to spoil her? No, I'm not going to spoil her. I'm going to love her real good. You know, God gives to us that way. Abundance, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He doesn't just give you a little bit. He gives you too much. He says, you want clothes? You better build another closet if you're going shopping with me. God is extravagant. Love is extravagant. He doesn't just pour in the cup. He pours until it runs over, as Brother Moore says. He is extravagant. Amen? And the demonstration of love, what, how did He demonstrate it? He believed in you when you were a sinner. And He sent Jesus to die for you. That's a demonstration of love. It does things when you don't deserve it. Right? If you wait for your kids to deserve something, to love on them, you're too late to demonstrate love. <laughs> you got to like this. It's the Word. <laughs> he died for you while you were a sinner, while you were messed up. He looked over and he said, I want them. Those are mine. I want them. Let's get them. And he died for you with, with knowing that you had to make the choice to choose what he did. But he still demonstrated love. Why? Because love demonstrates. It's what it does. You don't stop love from doing things. It's unfailing, which means it's always in motion. It's always moving. It's always accomplishing. It's always believing, bearing, hoping, and enduring. It doesn't, it doesn't just hope and endure when you're bad. It hopes and endures when you're good. When you're good, things are getting ready to get good. Or why? Because he's still hoping and enduring. Amen? He's still believing and bearing. Love is unfailing. It has no stopping place. It doesn't say, oh, they don't really need a lot of love today. He's a lot of love, and you're going to get it every day. It's like my mom. If you didn't want a hug, tough. You were getting one. And in fact, if you said, Mom, no, she gave you three. (laughs) Why? Because you needed a hug, and you needed three more to help. I thank God for every one of those hugs now. Every one that I said, stop, mom, quit. (laughs) She was demonstrating love. 
Demonstrating love is being there for somebody when no one else is. Believing in your brother and sister when everybody else says they've lost it. Huh? That's a demonstration of love. You want to see a demonstration? Look at look at Luke 15. Luke 15, verse uh, 17-ish. Let's try 17. If it doesn't work, we'll work our way up. And you guys know the story of the prodigal son. He went to his dad and he said, Dad, I want my half. And his dad said, You are crazy. You can't have half. You can't even handle a third, let alone half. And you ain't done nothing right in all your life. Why in the world would I trust you with half? No, his dad didn't say that, did he? Must have believed in what was in him. Had to believe something to do this. Right? Had to believe something to do this. What? This is his son. There doesn't come a time where you don't believe in him. I'm not saying give him the keys to the car when they're 14. But when they're 16, <laughs> no matter what they've acted like, it's time to teach them to drive and trust what's in them. I don't know. Is they drive when they're 16 in Florida? I was really happy to hear they play football in the spring. I, that made me very happy. There should be football year-round. <laughs> His dad had to believe something in him, and then he goes off. And uh, he, of course, immediately does everything wrong with what his dad gave him, right? He messes up. He goes out, and he completely goes away and into a different country, joins himself to other people. But guess what? He was still this father's son. Amen? This father never quit believing in this son. He never quit believing in this son. When somebody's been messed up and they've, and they've decided there's something besides a Christian and they're, they're going to live this way and they're going to do that thing and we kick them to the side, the father's still looking for them. Yes. It doesn't matter how many Christians judge them, the father is still looking for them. Amen? And it says here in verse 17, when he came to himself, in a split second somebody can come to themselves. If somebody's believing in them, somebody was believing in him, he believed in who he was or he wouldn't have had anything to come back to. He came back to who he was because he'd been acting like who he wasn't. But in a split second, he came back to himself. These people that I saw on the Internet, I believe that about them. In a split second, they could remember who they are. They could remember what God anointed them to do. They could remember just what He remembered, who their father is. Why? Because He's a good father. And in a split second, they can remember that. And He said, it came, He came to Himself and He said, How many of, of the hired servants of my father's... You notice that He didn't call Him that man that used to be my father. Huh? Why? Because He came back to Himself. He's now going to act like who he is. And he says, even my dad's servants have bread and they have enough to spare. What does he remember? Not only does he have a father, he's a doggone good one. Right? He's a man full of love and compassion and he takes care of people. And he said, even my father's servants have enough and more. And he said... And I perish with hunger? What's, what's he saying? He's saying, 
I know who my father is, and I remember who I am. I don't have to eat with these pigs anymore. Amen? Amen? Verse 18. He said, I'll rise and I'll go. And then he comes up with a plan. (laughs) How many have ever come up with a plan you're going to pray to God? You know, I'll just do this. Do you know that God's listening the whole time you're coming up with a plan? (laughs) He's already listening to you, and you're coming up with an an, an, exquisite prayer to pray to him. You just prayed it because he was right there with you, right? Even in the ditch, he's right there with you, right? He didn't come out of the ditch until you come out of the ditch. What what did it say in Psalm? If If you make your bed in hell, where is he? He's there with you. Why? God will never leave you nor forsake you. When people forsake you and throw you to the side, God does not. We are His children. We should not. Amen? We should, the, the love of the Father is in us. His vision is in our eyes. If we will just look and be led by this love, we won't judge. We'll always have mercy. Why? Because love endures all things. What's the one thing that you know endures forever? Mercy. The mercy of God endures forever. Amen? He knew this about his father or he wouldn't be going home right now. He knew that his father's mercy would endure forever. He said, and so he comes up with a big prayer. He says, I'll go to him. I'll say, Father, I've sinned against you and heaven, uh, against heaven and before you. Verse 19, and I'm not even worthy to be called your son. Just make me one of your hired servants. He comes up with this big plan, his big plan. All I want to be is a servant. If I can just get in as a servant, uh, that's, that's enough for me. <laughs> that's called condemnation, right? That's called, uh, I don't want, I, I, if I could just slip in here, you know. And so he starts praying this prayer or actually coming up with this plan. And in verse 20, <laughs> he, he takes his plan to the house. So he says he arose and he came to his father. He didn't get to his father though, did he? His father got to him. When he was, it doesn't say when he was really close. It says when he was a long ways off. God is looking for you. He didn't quit looking for you for one minute. Every day that father, man, he was up on the hill. And he said, is he coming home today? Because I know he's coming home. Where's he at? Because he's coming home today. Every day the father, man, he's, oh, oh, he's coming. My boy will be home. That's the father God. There's not one day that you've messed up that he didn't believe in you, that he didn't look for you while you were way out there. He said, he's coming. He's coming. He'll be home. When he didn't see you, he didn't say, oh, he, he, he ain't going to make it. He's gone. We'll probably never see him again. No. He, to, to even, well, he, he didn't send a letter ahead and say, Dad, I'm coming home. There, he, that means this father was looking for him. When people are gone every day, We should believe in them. We should believe they're coming home. You know why I looked this person up on the Internet? Because I had looked them up two years previous, and they weren't home yet. I wanted to see if they were home yet. And I'm going to keep looking for them because they're coming home. 
I won't quit believing in them. I know what's in them. I've heard it. I'm unwilling for the one to be gone. I'm unwilling. If Jesus came to seek and save that was lost and we have the ministry of reconciliation, then we are here to seek and save that which was lost. And if a brother or sister in this church messes up, we don't kick them. Amen? Amen? Don't mean if somebody robs a bank, you throw them in the accounting department. Right? No, but we love them. We love them. We stick with them. We say, keep coming. Keep listening. Keep hearing. Why? Because if you'll listen to the Father, He'll change your heart. And He'll bring you around to where you're supposed to be. And we're not going to quit on you. You got a question? I got an answer. You, you, you need to talk? I got some time. Amen? Amen? That's who we are. You think there's ever a day where you say, God, I really need to talk to you. And he says, whoa, 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 whoa. Got 25 other things going today. And really, I know what you're getting ready to say because I'm God. And it's really not that important. Because you're not going to repent today, so I'm not going to listen to you. He's a father. He'll give you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to repent, to come home. Right? And he's waiting on you. He's looking for you while you are long ways off. Back, back to that verse. So when he was a long ways off, the father saw him and had compassion. What? Love started working. Compassion is love in motion. Okay, that's what Jesus was moved with compassion and healed the sick. What, what does compassion do? It is the unfailing power of love in action. Amen? And, and it says in the word that God is full of this. He is full of compassion, and He's your Father. There's not going to be a day where you can't go to Him. There's not going to be a day where He doesn't love you. There's not going to be a day where He won't teach you and talk to you. And, and, and he, this Father is, is a type of the Father, and when He saw Him, He ran. He had compassion on Him. Why? He loved Him, and He ran, and He fell on Him. Pig stinking all, as they say. He didn't care. He's kissing his neck. And, and, and all of a sudden, the son, he, he's trying to tell his story. Next verse, the son and the father's holding him and kissing him. And, and the son's saying, Dad, I've sinned. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Said, Dad, I've sinned and, and, and against heaven. And he said, come here, give me another hug. Come here, my son's home. And, and against heaven and I'm no more. Be quiet, son, give me a hug. He'd already forgiven him. He saw him coming home. He knew his heart. He didn't need to hear a sob story. His son was home. We don't need to have a talk about what you did. We need to know that you're back. Too many people want to confess sins to people who can't forgive them. (laughs) God forgives. People don't. I'm sorry. Christians say, well, we forgive. Yeah, until we do something wrong. And you say, oh, remember that? I want to know that I'm confessing my sin to the one person that I know forgave me before I did it. Amen? You don't need to go about airing your dirty laundry. If God ain't airing it, why would you need to air it? People don't need to know everything. You know, I, I told you I got drunk, but I didn't do that to confess. I was forgiven for that years ago. 
It's not time to air dirty laundry. It's time to be loved. And he's saying he's trying to tell a story and his dad's just trying to kiss his neck. Why? His son's home. He could care less what happened. It doesn't matter now. You're home. You're home. And he, you know, people say he says this, but it doesn't sound like the father heard it. What's verse 22 say? That the father said, servants. What's he saying? His son's telling the story. He's saying, yeah, yeah, son, I hear you. Servants, this is my son. He's going to need a robe. He's going to need a ring. He's going to need shoes. It wasn't the story. It was the person. It was the heart. All he was looking for was him to come home. He already believed in him. He'd been waiting every day. He believed he was coming home. So when he came, he knew he was coming home right. Why? Because he'd come to himself. The Father knows what's in you. You're not going to fool him. Right? Anybody ever tried to fool God? Yeah, I have. (laughs) Oh, God, I am really sorry. God, I promise I'm really sorry, and I'll never do it again. Your kids ever told you that? (laughs) Man, I used to come home. When, I, when I'd feel bad for doing too many bad things, and I'd say, God, I, I am so sorry. I'll never do that again. I feel awful. And I, then the next day I know I'd wake up and be planning the next party. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't feel awful. I hadn't come to myself, and I wasn't on my way home. Right. Yeah. This boy had already come to himself, and he was on his way home. Amen? Yeah. The father never quit waiting on him, and the father never quit waiting on me. Right? And it says, it says when he saw him, he, he's kissing his neck and he's, and he's talking to his servants. He's saying, bring me a robe. Bring me a ring. Bring me, put it on his hands. Put shoes on his feet. Why? Because this is mine. This one is mine. My son was dead and he's alive. My son was lost and he's found. What? I love him. I've got him back. He's mine. That's what he said about all of you, about me. No matter where we had been, we could always come home. We could always come home to the Father, to this Father. And then he has them throw a party. What's it say? What, what happened when he found the one sheep? He, he threw a party. The, the angels in heaven rejoiced. What? Because he'd been out sinning and he wasn't sinning anymore? Because he came home. Because he came home. Not because of where he'd been, where he was. The party happens because of where you are. Amen? We, he, the father didn't spend a bunch of time saying, okay, now, you've been gone a long time. It's going to take me a little while to get over this. You know, you, I, I, I don't know what all you've been doing, but I'm sure it's not been good. And uh, for me just to forgive you, uh, you know, it's going to take me some time. He'd forgiven him before the boy asked for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Why? Because that's what love does. Love does not hold aught against you. It's waiting to forgive you. God's not brewing up a new batch of forgiveness for you and me. Forgiveness is already there. It's waiting on you. You aren't waiting on it. And as parents, our children should never be waiting on forgiveness. Forgiveness should be waiting on them. That's the Father's forgiveness. It calls Him ready to forgive. What? Ready. That's how we should be as people. 
when somebody messes up, say, ooh, got some forgiveness. You should be looking to use your love, not your judgment gavel. We got too many people with the gavel, not enough people with the arms. Amen? If we get more people with the arms, we'll have less people in the pig trough. Amen? People don't want to come home to someone that's mean. God is never mean. If somebody told you he was mean, they lied on him. He is kind. He is compassionate. He is good. Even when he's straight with you, he's kind straight. Right? If, he, if you're about to step off the cliff, he'll say, stop. And you don't turn around and say, well, you didn't have to yell at me. You'll say, thank you for yelling at me. Why? Because that's love. Sometimes love has to say it in a way that the person can hear it. But it's still love and it was still kind. Why? Because you were going to go off the cliff. Love won't let you go off the cliff. Not without a word. Amen? It does say he'll chastise you. You know what the, what the Greek uh, definition of chastise is? Train and teach. Yes, there is the word scourge, which means whip. <laughs> you know what? God's a good father. He knows exactly what to do in every situation, and he only does it in love. If everything we do as parents, as brothers and sisters as brothers and sisters in Christ, is done in love, it's receivable. Anything done outside of that is not receivable. If you do it to get your way, you know, you got, you got parents that do things for, that don't let their kids do things because it's not convenient for them. Well, <laughs> your kid may not be supposed to do that, but you need to pray and see what God says, not look at your convenience schedule. Because your kid is a child of God also and has places that God has intended them to be and they will affect the atmosphere of where they're supposed to be. Amen? They will. <laughs> That's free. That wasn't even part of the message. <laughs> where were we at with the father there? He came home. He says, put a, put a ring on his finger, put, put a robe on him, put his shoes on. This is my son. He didn't deny him. He didn't have to go through a 10-point system to, to check back into sonship. Right? You don't have to check back in. You were a son. Guess what? I don't care if you call your family not your family. They're your family. You can call them not my family all you want. They're still your family. I don't care how bad they're acting, how bad they act. They're your family. Get to loving on them and get to where they can act good. Right? And they don't need you to judge them. They need you to love them. How many know that judgment does not bring about change? If it did, God would have just judged the world instead of loved them. Right? What he did was he said, For God, for I so loved the world that I sent Jesus to find you. Right? I sent Jesus so that whoever would believe in him wouldn't have destruction, but would have everlasting life. In other words, they'd have ability that they did not have without him. I sent Jesus to find you so that I could have you back. Glory to God that you'd not have to be destroyed. 
And, I, and, and he's waiting on he, Sonship is a given. It doesn't get taken. Come on now. God ain't taking sonship, daughtership, whatever you want to call it, away from you. Dave, you're saying once saved, always. <laughs> We're not getting in a once saved, always saved situation. You can choose to do anything. That's up to you. I choose to stay. I've been out of the house. I don't want to leave again. It ain't good in the pig trough. Right? So I can tell you, if you ain't been to the pig trough, don't go. If you've been to the pig trough, come home. Right? And if you see somebody that you know at the pig trough, tell them they don't got to be there. Glory to God. They don't got to be there. Good English or not. Amen? They don't got to be there. Love endures all things. This father endured. His mercy never ended. All this time that the boy was gone, he was having mercy on him. Every day. Didn't matter what he was doing. Mercy. I got him. He's mine. He's mine. He's coming home. He'll be my son. He'll act like my son. He'll do the things my son was taught to do. I've got it in him. He'll be it. That's what he would say about me and you. There's people out there. There's men and women of God. Amen? That, that have walked away, that have been vital parts of the body of Christ. And we've, we, we've, we've just let them go. We've forgotten about them. We can't forget about them. Every person in here knows somebody that's walked away. Somebody that's not living for God anymore that was excited about the things of God. They were excited at one time, and the devil has lied to them. He's gotten them confused, and he's gotten them off. And our love, the love of God in us, can bring them home. We can make a difference. We're not, just because they're off doesn't mean they're not your brother anymore. Look, at, look what this brother did. Keep going in this, in this story. Go to the next verse, maybe. Yeah, they had a party. Next verse. <laughs> Son was dead and he's alive. What's he saying? My son is here. He he didn't he was gone. He, I didn't have access to him, and now I've got him back. Amen. Father's heart. Father's heart. Keep going. But the older son, this was his brother. This was the other Christians. <laughs> this was the other Christians. This was the other Christian right here. Right. We had the father. And we got the two Christians. One Christian goes off, lives the world. Other Christian, he's a servant, legally obedient. I do everything my father says, and I do it because my father says it. You know what? I don't want my daughter just to do things because I say it. I want her to do it because she loves me. You know what the first commandment was in the Old Testament? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. You know what the first commandment is in the New Testament? Love the Lord your God. What's he saying? I want you to love me. I don't want just obedience. You know, there was a time where I just wanted Ramsey to do what I said because she couldn't understand, and it it kept her safe. But there came a day where I don't want just obedience. I want love. I want you to know that I care about you and you do it out of knowledge of that caring. I don't want you to vacuum the floor or clean clean the seats or work in the children's department or do anything else in the church 
because it's right. I want you to do it because you love the Lord. You know, my wife loves to clean. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> One day I was helping her because I was pulling the couch because she wanted to clean behind the couch because apparently dirt gets behind the couch when the couch is sitting over it. I don't know how that happens. I guess I'm not that clean. And, and, and so I pull it back and I'm holding it and, and I'm not looking at her and I hear the vacuum around and I look over and she's smiling. Why? Because it makes her happy to do what she's doing. When we are serving God, when we are doing something for the Father because He's the Father, it shouldn't be, got to do it, like the, like the Dunkin', what is it, the donut guy, got to make the donuts, got to make the donuts. No, you get to make the donuts. Amen? You get to be a child of the Most High God. And you, if you're vacuuming, you're working in children's, you're mowing the lawn, which, I, ooh. Stay away from that. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing it out of love, you're doing it for the right reason, in the right heart, with the right motive, and it blesses the Father. If you give, you give out of love. If you tithe, tithe out of love because you trust the Father. And what Brother Moore said is right. Tithing is not... Never mind, staying out of that. He already taught on it and you know. But you want to do it out of love. If you, want your, if you want your actions to have value in the kingdom of God, they must be done in love. Without love, I don't... You know, people say, oh, i got to see the miracles. i got to hear the prophecy. I don't care. I don't want to hear or see any of that unless I first know the love. Why did Jesus say, you're not getting a sign? Because they didn't want this person healed they wanted to see a sign i don't want to see a sign i want to see someone healed why because that's restoration look at peter he was restored after jesus said i've prayed for you your faith that your faith faileth not and when you've returned and then then he then he comes to him on the seaside and he says peter do you love me what the, what's the question he asked? He didn't want to say, will you do what I say? He said, do you love me? And then he said, feed my sheep. What was he saying? Act out of the love you just said you have. Act out of that love. Do out of that love. Be out of that love. Bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. That's what's been done for you. Now go and do it for others. Amen? That's, and Peter was restored, reinstated completely. Why? Because he'd already said, when you come back, strengthen your brother. He didn't quit calling him their brothers. He didn't say, you're not going to be their brother for a little while. And when you come back and be their brother, strengthen them. He said, when you come back, strengthen the brethren. Why? He always believes in you. He always believes in you. Back to the sons, the other Christian. <laughs> the elder son, he, he drew nigh and he heard the dancing and the music. Verse 26, he, he said, what's going on? He said, well, your, your brother. Verse 27, he said, I didn't name your brother. He's coming home. They called him his brother. Why? Because he's always going to be the brother. You know what the world was calling these people who'd fallen back in the, on the Internet? Christians. 
Yeah. The world wasn't calling them non-Christians. <laughs> Christians were. But the world's still bunching them in with you and me. <laughs> and all the rest of the people that slipped and came back. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what the world's doing right here. He's saying, your brother has come. And your, and your dad's having a party. Because not only has he come, he's safe and he's sound. Your dad is happy. And man, the brother said, oh, my, I have been waiting on him to come home. I've been praying for him. I believed he would one day. That makes me so happy. i got to get in there and party with him. That's the right answer, but that's not the answer we have so many times. Why? You don't know what they did, brother. They said they're homosexual. They can't come back from that. Yes, they can. Just like they can come back from lying, just like they can come back from cheating, just like they can come back from any other sin, they will come back. The Father doesn't quit believing on them because of one word. He doesn't care what the word was. That word's under the blood. Glory to God. This makes me happy. Why? Because we're going to see people coming home. We're going to see people who've left the church and they're going to come back to the church. They're going to come back. Why? Because there's going to be people sitting there saying, Oh, what? You're coming home? Yeah. I got a hug for you. Come on, brother. I ain't seen you in a while. And they're not going to say where you've been, what you've been doing. They're going to say, I'm so glad you're here. Why? Because you don't know, you don't want to know where they've been and you don't want to know what they've been doing. <laughs> my mom said that years ago I said mom how come you never asked me what I've been doing she said I didn't want to know she said I got to pray for you I got to believe in you I don't need to hear every bad thing you've done wisdom in that isn't there glory to God verse 28 <laughs> he was angry why <laughs> he's jealous exactly he was angry, and he wouldn't go in. And his father said, well, I don't care if he's angry. He shouldn't be angry. I don't care if he's angry. Let him sit out there and sulk. <laughs> you guys ever done that to somebody? Well, they don't have any right to be mad. Sulk all you want. You know, God doesn't even do that. He is so much kinder than we are. Are you not glad that he doesn't think the same way we think? Thank you, Lord. When I'm sulking, he doesn't say, look at Jonah. Jonah set out on a cliff, sulked, and God gave him shade. He's so much kind of, we'd have said, I hope you get a sunburn, Jonah. And God's, God's giving him shade. He's so kind. When you think about God, think about the love verse. He's patient. He's kind. He's, think about everything that the Psalms say. He's full of compassion, abounding in love, slow to anger. His anger is but a moment. His favor is for life. This is our God. And He sent Jesus to find you to come home. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And his father didn't let him sit out there and soak. He came out to him. He didn't have to do this. He knew he was wrong, but no, he came out and he entreated him. 
And he said, he can, and now he's going to teach him. He's going to teach him the right way. He's, he listens to him first. Notice that. He listens to him first. God will listen to you even when you're wrong. He's wrong and God's listened to him. He said, he said to his father, Lo, these many years I've served you. I haven't even transgressed. I've been obedient. He hadn't mentioned anything about love yet. I've done what you said. At, at, at any time, your comm- thy commandment, and yet you never gave me even a kid. You didn't even give me a little bitty goat to make merry with my friends. You know, he's got a, he's got a big sob story too. Yeah. Yet he's been living in the palace. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine he could have had a party anytime he wanted to, huh? Yeah. Verse 30. But as soon as your son, and he's not even going to call him his brother. Why? Because he's kicked him to the curb. He's done too many wrong things. He can't be his brother anymore. Hey, he repented. He's not doing the wrong things anymore. How can you not call him? You should have called him your brother when he was doing the wrong things. Now that he's repented, you still can't call him your brother? People need to be more forgiving. Forgive them before they ask. And it won't be hard to forgive them when they ask. When somebody says, man, I'm so sorry I did that, you should have said, no big deal, I already forgave you. Right? I just thank God that I didn't do the same thing to you. Why? But for the grace of God. (laughs) But for the grace of God. Amen? He said, as soon as your son come home, He's been out there devouring your living on harlots. How does he know this? I have no idea. It never doesn't say it in the story. <laughs> You're having a party for him. See, Christians hear one word about what people are doing, and then they build a story around it. And then they watch news shows about it. Christian news shows, though, they're okay. <laughs> I don't want to be a judge. I want to be a lover. I want to be like my father. And I want my kid to want to be like me because I'm like him. Amen? Because I'm full of the father's love. She's full of the father's love. And she does things for the father because she loves him. Amen? I don't want to be a judge. I don't want to look at what people are doing and decide who they are. I want to know who they are and know that they don't have to be doing what they're doing. Amen. 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 said, you killed the fatted calf for him, verse 31. And he taught his son. He said, son, you've been with me the whole time. And everything I have, it's yours. Right? Reminded him who he was. Right? Didn't get mean with him. Didn't say, you stupid boy. You know, he doesn't even get mad at people for judging. He has mercy on people who judge. He had mercy on him. God's merciful. Where where our mercy ends, His hasn't even started yet. He is so kind and merciful that you can't even imagine. He said, all that I have is yours, verse 32. But it was right. What's he saying? He said, let me teach you something here, son. This was right. This was right that I make merry and be glad. 
for this your brother. He didn't take him away from his brotherhood. He said he didn't say this my son. He said this your brother. This is your brother. You should feel the same way I feel. That's what I'm saying about these people. We should feel the same way God feels. They're gone. He wants them back. We should be looking for them, not running from them. Not kicking them out. Not not saying they don't go here no more. You know what? If they went here once, they're members forever as far as I'm concerned. And we should be out trying to get them. Amen? He said, he said, for this, your brother, he was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now he's found. You should feel the same way. We should as men and women of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we should care about one another. We should go and we should bear one another's burdens. We should endure one another's shortcomings we should believe we're going to get better and we should hope all the time and demonstrate the love of god at every turn believing that those who are lost are going to be found amen Amen. Amen. stand to your feet glory to god glory to god thank you lord how many people in here know somebody that was excited excited about the things of god and, and they've walked away. They're not excited anymore. They're living a whole nother life. How, does everybody in here know somebody like that? You've got to be unwilling for them to be gone. God is unwilling. I don't care how many messages you want to hear on prophecy. I don't care how many messages you want to hear on speaking in tongues and healing. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to find those who have walked away. He hasn't quit on anybody. Go to your prophecy seminars. Go to all that stuff. Learn it. But if you can't do it in this love, it's no value. It has no value. You can prophesy till the cows come home and it won't matter. Because God is all about people. And if it doesn't help people, it's not it has no value. Amen. Anybody in here giving up on somebody? Not today, are we? Not today. How many fathers I got in here? You going to be a father of all fathers? We can be what God is. We have this very love in us. And it allows us to see things the way God sees them. That's what this father wanted this other son to see. He wanted him to see. He said, let me give you a vision. Your brother was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now he's standing right in front of you, whole and sound, better than he ever was. You should be excited with me. Thank you, Lord. You guys got a song? Thank you.